pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A lot of texts come in. We appreciate that. Bunch of thanks for the shout-outs to Jackson Smith and Jake. No, thank him. He's making it easy, okay? Also, Robbie Edelstein checking in saying, Munch, how could you be on the air? Tulane is playing. Big Tulane fan. My daughter went to Tulane. And uh, so roll wave. Come on, get it done in a big way. Their offense has disappeared. Oh, and by the way, their starting quarterback is sitting out. You know why? Because he's going into the transfer portal. I don't think he's going to go to the NFL. I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if it, what his draft status is. But, uh, yeah, it, it gets you. But you know what? You understand why some of the young men may do it. Now, this guy will have what we need to know. None other, and, uh, you know, when I say that, it's like, no. It's like, once have you ever met him? No, I haven't. Yes, I have. But dear friend, but also man in the know, bucknuts.com. You need to follow. You need to check it out because all the 411 you need about our beloved Ohio State Buckeyes comes from this man right here, whether it's hoops, whether it's football. I'm not going to say women's field hockey, but the ones I just gave you is Mr. Steve Hellwagon. Wagon, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. So good to hear your voice, man. Oh. And you know what? Once again, yep. such a treat always to talk Buckeyes with you. But I want to say to you, I want to ask you, how was your Christmas? Was it good? Was it rocking? Was it uh, was Santa good to you, Steve Hellwagon? He should be. It was great. We uh, actually, uh, my in-laws are moving out of their house and moving into the same house that we live in, just out of their separate area where they can live. So it was kind of the first Christmas for our little family in our new house and the last Christmas for the big family. In the old house. Oh, so dude, you know of, what, man? Uh, good memories. Yeah, stuff like that is touching. You know, I, I, I was saying, Brian, you know, I'm a hokey, you know, family guy, hokey when it comes to the holidays, but that's good hokiness. You know what I mean, bro? Yep, yeah, yep. It was great to have, and we had the whole family there. So, yeah, it's times like these that uh, you just think uh, everybody's healthy and happy and, uh, you know, that they're able to enjoy each other's company because a lot of people can't either this time of the year or – uh, just different things have happened. So, you know, just, just very lucky to have the, the blessings that we have, no doubt. 100-fold. And, you know, so, uh, by the way, you can follow Steve at Steve Hellwagon. I still all call it Twitter, officially as X, and that is at Steve, H-E-L-W-A-G-E-N, at Steve Hellwagon. Wagon, you like this. We get two Christmases because we have the wife's side comes in like a week early. So we had the wife's side in, oh, my gosh, like the 15th through the 19th and then my side so we had 17 over for the for the first round and it was kind of cool 11 actually stayed at the house now now i'm glad we have it downsized and this last weekend we had 11 there and 11 stayed at the house so it's the best all right steve wellwagon we heard from uh, ryan day a little while ago for the interview last night xavier johnson also was part of that so the big question i must ask you of course kyle mccord is gone is marvin harrison Playing in the football game tomorrow, is that still something we're waiting to find out? Because that is really the biggest question now that Ohio State fans want to know about. No, he hasn't practiced, and he's not going to play. And and you can't blame him, obviously. He's projected in the top five of the NFL draft, and that's a contract anywhere, 30 to $40 million, whatever it might be, over five years. 
So, uh, yeah, he's not going to play. He's not going to risk injury in this game. And, and obviously he's worked so hard to put himself in that position. He deserves that. So, uh, certainly, uh, he's had a great career, was all American number four in the Heisman trophy balloting this year. But no, if this was a playoff game, he'd be out there, but obviously it's not. And, uh, instead they'll have the opportunity for some young guys as they said, to prepare and propel themselves into to what's coming next. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of where things are at. Steve Helligan, by the way, did you notice I'm all messed up with Christmas being on Monday. I said the game is tomorrow, of course. Today's only Wednesday. I don't know what the heck day it is, Steve. But today is. I know. Today is. But it's kind of fun, isn't it? Weeks get you off. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, ball games during the day, like you said, the Tulane game's going on right now. And, uh, West Virginia, North Carolina, getting ready to kick off here at 4:30. That'll be fun. So, yeah, it's uh, all-day football. You can't beat it. Steve Hellwagon joining us from Bucknuts.com again. Follow him on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. At Steve Hellwagon. Question for you, Steve. Too as we go along. Devin Brown, Kyle McCord seem to be in lockstep going into the season. We talked about this. Who's we? Not me and the mouse in my pocket, but my uh, producer Brian and I. Earlier, that when a team has two quarterbacks, uh, they don't have one. Oh, that goes back to uh, Woody when he put Rod Gerald out to the wideout and gave Schleister the gig. Um, we've heard that, heard that saying for a long, long time. But Devin Brown had to be, you know, was in the conversation, so they had to feel, most importantly, Ryan Day, that uh, the quarterback whispered that he could play and start at quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're going to find that out on Friday. But I'm hearing some good things about Lincoln Kleinholz. Uh, we'll talk about Mr. Brown in just a second, but tell me what does Steve Hellwagon know about Kleinholz? Well, you know, neither one of them, Devin Brown or Lincoln Kleinholz, got to play much uh, during this season. I think Kleinholz only played in two games, and Brown played in five games because McCord uh, played, obviously, uh, the lion's share of the snaps this year. So, uh, you know, it's kind of uncharted territory to put one or either one of these guys in this game against uh, a team with uh, Missouri that's, you know, a national top 10 team. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one, I think, for these guys to earn their stripes in this game and this environment. And uh, yet, you know, it's what you got to roll with in this case. So, um, you know, Keenholtz, is uh, obviously a true freshman this year, and uh, he comes in. He's got this reputation that he can he can run the football if he has to. He's got a really good arm as well. And Brown, we saw at times, uh, I think his situation, he got into some games, didn't complete a, a, a huge percentage of his passes, but he's got just a, a huge arm, a live arm, good athlete, and he can run as well. So uh, these guys bring a little bit, a different dimension maybe than McCord. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. That's that's what the beauty of this game Friday is all about, just uh, going in, in a new direction. And uh, yeah. the opportunity these two kids have, uh, you know, I can't promise the keynotes is going to play, but, uh, you know, certainly Brown's going to start, and he's going to bring some energy to this team, and everybody seems to be behind him. So, uh, let's just see what happens when they get into it on Friday. And remember, when you see a 33 in the backfield, that is not a running back. That is your quarter. You know, I actually think it's kind of cool about Devin Brown wearing 33. Shows me the young fellow knows about the history of the game. Yeah, he's uh, wearing it in honor of Sammy Boggs. Yeah. What, was one of the first quarterbacks in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I guess. So, um, 
you know, he saw that, read about it, and was like, that's a, a new, new way to go or a different way to, to approach it. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Ohio State fans look at it and say, oh, that's ridiculous, a 33 quarterback. But, you know, it's really not that big a deal. See, really thank not, you for uh, saying that, Steve. It's you know, really, really not that big a thing, honestly. Nah, just get the job done in a big, big way. Steve, you always handle the tough ones. And I'm, I'm glad I know you because you can't go, oh, my gosh, bunch <laughs> you cut out on me, okay? But I want to ask you this because I, I, I will just tell you my take of it, the first anything, that I feel that he was. Some of the players do, too, and what who was what. I feel that Kyle McCord was a whipping boy for this team most of the season. Uh, don't get me wrong, in the U of M game, the TTUN game, yeah. the first pass he threw was awful. That was an awful pick. Uh, the one to end the game, you know, I was confident, like against Notre Dame, that he was going to take the team down and score the winning touchdown. He got hit pretty hard just as he threw the ball and it took some of the zip off of it. But to my comment, was Kyle McCord a whipping guy, even though they went 11-1 and for this program yeah. last year? Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, for the shortcomings of others, you know, he was scapegoated. I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, his first pass against Michigan was not uh, very good, or the one down there deep at their own end, obviously. But uh, he got hit on the interception late in the game, and the ball, you know, didn't go to the receiver. So uh, that's really not his fault. I mean, it was he was under almost constant duress in that game, and for him to produce as much as he did with as bad as the offensive line played at times this year, uh, to me, I, I give him some credit for that. You know, I think that when he goes to Syracuse, uh, he's got NFL ability. <clears throat> very honestly, he's got an arm. Mm-hmm. At times, he's very accurate. And the two things that he's got to get rectified. One, you can't uh, be such a slow starter. In the first quarter, you've got to come out, and you've got to be hitting on all cylinders from the beginning. Too many games, uh, you know, it just right. took him a couple drives. To get calibrated, and you can't wait around in the NFL. You got to come out throwing the football. So that's one. And two, he locked in on Marvin Harrison too much, and uh, to the detriment of the other receivers, you were running wide open. Uh, <clears throat> you can't lock in on one guy. And if uh, the coaches at Syracuse, the new staff there, can get him solved of a couple of those things, he may be a guy down the line who uh, you know can actually be an NFL quarterback. I don't know that he'd be a starter day one or anything stupid like that, but I think he's got a strong enough arm, that, and he's a very accurate quarterback, wow. I found, at times as well. I mean, at times, mm-hmm. at times he could be. It was just, it kind of ran hot and cold with him. I mean, you just, you can't be like that. You got to have a, you got to, the quarterback got to be the model of consistency because there's so much other stuff going on around him that, that you know, nobody can control. So it, 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 uh, it comes down to, that guy's got to be that he's got to be that duck foot, you know, that's going across the water. The legs underneath are, are turning but, uh, <laughs> up top, up top. It's, it's, you know, steady as she goes. And, and he just wasn't like that for, unre- for, for some reason. Steve Hellwagon joins us, bugnuts.com, at Steve Hellwagon on social. You know, you talk about locking in on Marvin. I have to tell you something, and it was also in the TTUN game, too, is that to me, uh, Amika, he dropped some footballs that he should not have dropped during the season. I always joke when I see a guy drop a ball, I look at my sons, I go, Dad, you got that one? I said, son, I catch that with seven fingers, okay? Uh, to me, Amika <laughs> was not as dependable as he should have been at times. Yeah, you know, I, I hear that, and, and I think that uh, obviously his season was a bit disjointed. He missed two or three games there at midseason. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe, I don't know his exact number, 
maybe 35 catches for the year. And, I mean, um, half of what he did last year, all last year, obviously. So that injury really put a crimp on his season. And so I think he's coming back. I don't think he's announced it yet, but I think uh, he'll probably come back and and have a chance to be that All-American type guy like people thought he could have been uh, this past year. So, uh, you know, he can be the lead dog a year from now and uh, bring those young guys, Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis, bring them along with him, and uh, Jeremiah Smith, the freshman who just signed out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of drama about his signing on signing day. Oh, yeah, there sure uh, was. Yeah, so, you know, you'll have a good receiver core. Again, next year, offensive line will be a year better. Uh, I believe Trayvon Henderson will probably come back. See, I do, too. And we'll talk about that in a so, second, too, more. Yeah, you know, I think you got some guys with some things that that they still want to prove and still want to uh, establish. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a possibility you'll have some of these really, really important skill position players back next year in, in the 2024, instead of being a reloading year, looks like it could be, you know, a year that they get back and continue for some really big things. You know, next year, the schedule sets up Pretty well, trip to Oregon, trip to Penn State, uh, Michigan at home, and otherwise, I don't think anybody can touch them. So, uh, you know, it's it sets up pretty well for them next year. Now you mentioned Oregon, and producer Brad and I were talking. Is that, and I understand their ranking overall, but Ohio State, Oregon seem to have been much more sexy than Ohio State, Missouri. Let Missouri play Liberty. I mean, that's not yeah. happening. But your thoughts on what I just said? Oh yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I wouldn't have minded going up. To Fiesta Bowl for Oregon, you know, to play Oregon out there or for Oregon to play Ohio State here. I think those would have been had to have been the matchups that would have materialized. And and I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know this to be true, that, that perhaps the committee just looked at it and said, well, you know, Oregon's joining the Big Ten next year and they're going to play each other next. Oh. The exact date. They're, gonna, they're actually going to play each other next year with Ohio State at Oregon. So maybe that that fed into it. They did want to preempt that game, you know, this year. But uh, yeah, in terms of, you know, this year, I mean, Ohio State and Oregon were in the hunt for this thing up until the eleventh hour. Missouri, you know, kind of a Johnny come lately. Uh, they haven't had a winning season in five years, you know, and now they're here <laughs> with ten wins. And uh, you know, good good for them. You like drink with right coaches on a rise. But Missouri has not beaten a top-10 team in 10 years. So, you know, Ohio State beat one in October, you know. So <laughs> it, 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 and one in September, too. So, you know, it, 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 you know, it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just uh, I would have liked that much better. That would have been a, a much more compelling game uh, with Oregon and uh, Penix, you know, him being a such a great quarterback. Oh, he's special, isn't he? I thought he was special yeah. when I saw him at IU. At Indiana, yes. yes. My goodness, he lit Ohio State up for 400 yards <laughs> in that game at Ohio Stadium, uh, 42-35. I think Ohio State won the game mm-hmm. when Indiana had its one one great team in 40 years. So, <laughs> you know, it is again, it is what it is. Oh, but, wait a second, uh, Wagon. You're exactly right because the last great Indiana teams had Anthony Thompson at running back. They beat yeah. Earl's Buckeyes, and that was in, what, the late 80s? That was late 80s, yeah. yeah. so it is yeah. 40 years, bruh. Yeah, yeah, good, good long time, no doubt. Oh my God! Hey, you know what? Good long time. 
the, the, the listeners of uh, News Talk 1480 WHBC, very, very on top of things. Just, that, just got a text from the great city of Maslin. I'd like to know how they got my personal phone number, by the way. Uh, I hope they didn't find it on a bathroom wall somewhere. Hopefully it was a ladies' room, okay? But they want to know when you talk to receiver. Brian's looking at me going, did you really just say that? <laughs> I Brian didn't say it. I said, but they want to know about Jaden Ballard because you know, to me, Ballard in high school—I know high school to college is, is a whole different world—but dude, he stood out. He stood out like Latimer when was at Glenville stood out to me. Jaden Ballard just an afterthought now. Yeah, it's been unfortunate. He's just never uh, had the opportunity to get on the field and show what he can do, and I think that he is. Uh, at times, he's been outstanding in the, in the limited times we've seen him in practice and in different things. But there's some kind of a disconnect with, uh, you know, perhaps seeing Brian Hartline or whatever, you know, trying to get it figured out who should play. I mean, Hartline, to a fault, played his top three or four guys to the exclusion of everybody else this past year. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. I can't explain why mm-hmm. Ballard doesn't play. He's a guy that gets in the spring game, makes these spectacular catches and practice and different things, but uh, maybe he can he can master the spectacular, but not the mundane. I don't know, but uh, you've got to be able to block and, and catch the ball to play in this offense, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's our answer right there or not, but uh, you know, he carved out a little bit of a niche returning punts when Abuka was injured, but uh, you know, even then he's back to the bench on that, so uh, you know, maybe next year will be his coming out year if he gets that chance, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't explain why he mm-hmm. doesn't play because he's got God-given athletic ability and talent and, and everything. It's just we've never seen it in a, in a live game, you know, on a Saturday. So uh, I can't – I don't know. I can't explain it. Steve Hellwagen joins us, bucknuts.com, at Steve Hellwagen, H-E-L-W-A-G-E-N. I'm glad you mentioned Trevion Henderson. Because uh got to be very close to uh, Chip Trainum when I was doing Hoban games for uh, three years. He was a member of the team for two of those. Saw him on the sideline this year during the Buckeye bye week when uh, Hoban beat Walsh in a regular season game. Is that he had a chance to get a quick chat in with him when he said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Kentucky. It figures, you know, Stoops, uh, the, the Northeast, the Youngstown guys, you know, keep an eye on that Northeast Ohio talent. But he alluded to me, and you kind of just backed it up, that he wanted more carries. And as soon as he said it, I'm thinking, okay, Henderson's coming back. You feel the same, don't you? Yeah, I, I think there's a really good chance of that. And I wonder if Trayon knew that, and that's why he mm-hmm. pursued that transfer out to Kentucky, that perhaps behind the scenes he knew that Travion wanted to come back. And that's why, because they've got Dallin Hayden as well, and Hayden doesn't seem like he's going anywhere either. And, uh, you know, the limited times we saw Hayden this year, he was really good. And uh, they redshirted him. They succeeded in their goal in preserving his year. Right. Now he's got three years of eligibility remaining if he wants to use them. And I think it's going to be he and Henderson. And if for some reason Henderson goes on, I have no qualms with Hayden being the guy. You really so. just, you know, I, he hasn't sold me. And I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if he has that quote-unquote it. You feel he does. Well, you know, he's torn up the, the lesser opponents, but then, I mean, like last year, he ran for 100, I think it was Indiana and Maryland, and then they get into the Michigan game, and, and Travion can't play, and they never even gave Hayden a, a chance, right. you know, after two 100-yard games. So I don't think that they know, or anybody really knows what they have with him, 
other than, you know, what he's done against some of these lesser opponents. He's torn it up. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you to a, to an extent. I think that uh, he got in there against Georgia, I think, a little bit last year and did a couple things. But, you know, um, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I would really much prefer to see Henderson <laughs> come back and have that kind of great send-off year that he really needs to have. Um, you know, running back is such a, a, a goofy position with the NFL that everybody's got to have a couple of them, but nobody seems to value any of them. So, you know, if you've got a great one, boy, he can be a difference maker, as we've seen on some of these teams, but, uh, you know, at times. But uh, the shelf life for these guys is so short that what they get beat up so bad Amen. That, uh, that you just can't invest you know, $100 million in a running back. You just can't do it. Steve, so, get, uh, few, you get no return on that investment. Yes, I, I'm sorry to jump in. We have a few minutes left. I want to get to this, too, is that, you know, we know Jim Knowles' prowess. However, in the last game of the season, it, it was questioned again. Uh, the defense just couldn't get a three and out when they needed to against TTUN. Um, defensively, what do you look for against Missouri? I mean, you know, are they going to turn the dogs loose? Uh, I'm still not sold on uh, two linebackers and this. Uh, you know, unless the guy's two twenty, like Sonny Styles, I could see that. Your thoughts on the defense coming in to this bowl game? Well, they made a huge leap this year. I mean, okay, they did. I'll give you that. Country in points allowed eleven, but you know, again, some of that's a function of some of the teams they played mm-hmm. that you know just just weren't that great offensively. To be very honest with you about, I mean, Indiana. Some of these other teams they played, you know, couldn't couldn't even they didn't move the ball against anybody, let alone Ohio State. But uh, <laughs> you know, Ohio State did give up 30 points to Michigan, as you said. And uh, you know, I said this back in August months. So I said this season will come down to the second half of the Ohio State Michigan game, and the team that establishes the run in the second half of that game is going to be the team that wins the game. Ohio State could not do it. Michigan did it, and they won again. For the third year in a row, and uh, it looked a, a little bit, you know, maybe not as dominant as it was the two years prior, but it looked a lot, looked and felt a lot like that that last ten minutes of the game. So, uh, you know, whether that was on Knowles, the players, I think they do need some improvement in the front six, the four down linemen, and the two linebackers. I think they do need, uh, you know, upgrades. I mean, but so I could you know, Rick, steel chambers. Rick McMillan, yeah, Rick Vaughn McMillan and, and uh, Ryan Shazier ain't walking through that door. You know what I mean? But so I like I like steel chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. Like Did you? I, I like them, but they're but Ohio State's had better. That's the problem. Okay, I know what you're and saying. In terms of the front four, uh, you know, they definitely had better with Bosa, Bosa, Young. Yeah, you know, any number of other guys, and and you know. You like Tui Malau, you like Sawyer. They've both had one game where they look like, as Bobby Knight once said, all-time All-Americans. You know, bingo. But, you're right. One but, game only. But yeah. they're not consistent. No. They don't bring it every game, and that's the problem. Here's the issue: Friday night, Munch. I can wrap it up for you. Wrap it up for me, brother. Three thousand yard, yard passer in Cook, a uh, fourteen hundred yard rusher in Schrader. And a big, big time receiver in Luther Burton. He was uh, first team All SEC. Had some All American mention. He would be in the short list with uh, Harrison for that Belitnikoff Award, probably. So Whoa. those three guys really make uh, the offense go for Missouri. And uh, you know, Ohio State's defense is going to be going to be stressed. They're going to be back on their heels. 
and they're going to have to make plays. And the good news is, is it looks like just about everybody's going to be there. Lathan Ransom will not be there. He's injured. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody else uh, feels, even Tui Malowal, looks like uh, he'll be out there on the field on uh, Friday night. So uh, give him a shot and, uh, you know, take it from there. That's all you can do. Steve Hellwagon, bucktouch.com, at Steve Hellwagon, H-E-L-W-A-G-E-N, coming to us live from Dallas, Texas. Wagon, as always, what a treat. What a pleasure, not just to get to speak with yeah, you. Yeah, great but, catching up with you. Buddy, let's do it again soon, all righty? Yep, anytime. Thank you. Steve Hellwagon, talking Buckeyes. Hey, real quick, Brian just got the word from the Cleveland Browns that WEWS will have the game in Northeast Ohio only so if you get WEWS in your viewing area, then you are good to go. So there you have it, okay? Northeast Ohio only. I consider Canton to be Northeast Ohio. And I don't know that we get WEWS Channel 5 here. So you're set, baby. You don't have to worry about fiddling around or trying to jerry-rig something. Tim May, come to, let's talk more Buckeyes. I'm rolling on Buckeyes. Munch in for Kenny and JT right here on News Talk 1480 WHBC.